Hello and welcome to the Arise and Build podcast. This is Jody Grace and we're here to inspire, educate, and activate believers in Missouri to steward and protect freedom in every area of life, especially here in the heart of America. We're going to be talking about what's happening right here in our culture, how it connects to scripture, and what we can do to bring our conservative Christian values back into the public square. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead, hit the subscribe button so you can get our updates and join us as we work together, just like Nehemiah and the Israelites did, to arise and build a wall around the great state of Missouri. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. It is Wednesday, February 7th, and I'm excited today to be here. I haven't felt good the last couple of days. I feel better today, so I'm going to head back over to the Capitol. I have been paying attention. I've been watching some things on online, um, and if you didn't know that, you can watch hearings live as they're happening. You can watch what's happening on the House floor. Uh, just go to house.mo.gov online and you can watch live feed. Uh, you can also listen to the Senate, although they do not do video over in the Senate like the House does. So if you're at home and you're not able to get to the Capitol, which I would assume most of you are, you can pay attention right from where you're at uh, by just listening um, live online. So that's what I've been doing the last couple of days. And um I'm excited to get back there though today. I'm hoping we'll see IP come to the floor. But before we get into the politics of it, let's find our peace <laughs> because it's hard to deal with the politics and the culture. Now that's really what Arise and Build is out about. It's what Jody Grace Ministries is about. It's about bringing the truth of what's happening in our culture to believers across Missouri. And um, it's our effort to help inspire you, educate you, and uh, put you to action to steward your freedom well, the freedom that God gave you. So we need our government to do that. They're the protective wall. That's uh, why the podcast is called Arise and Build, and we're talking about building a wall. The government is the protective wall around our religious freedom, around all of our freedoms, but especially um, our freedom to worship. And... um, So we believe that this is one of the areas the church is not really performing very well in, especially in the state of Missouri. So we're trying to fill that gap for you by empowering you with great scripture and great knowledge of the word and um, grounding in scripture and in the word and also equipping you to steward your freedom well here in the state of Missouri. So um, yesterday I read some scripture out of Colossians chapter 3 and I'm just not been really released to move on from there. So I'm going to just reread a couple of key verses that mean a lot to me and that I've been meditating on the last day or so. Uh, Chapter 3, verse, I'll start in verse 12. It's just a reminder. Um, So as those of you who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, Bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. And beyond these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let, this is one of my favorites, and let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. 
You know, it doesn't say when you feel good, let the peace of Christ reign in your heart. It doesn't say when everything's lining up right. It doesn't say when the governor's doing what he should be doing or the legislature's doing what they should be doing or what we hope that they would do. It doesn't reference any sort of circumstance. Um, in fact, it goes on in this scripture to say, and whatever you do in word or deed. So I believe that... Um, in all circumstances, he would ask us to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell in you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing, which is correction, right? Like, so this love stuff, this Bible stuff isn't all about rainbows and roses. We do have, um, we do have to consider that we have to be admonished and corrected and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So isn't that interesting? It says, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns. So even in the admonishing, we're supposed to be doing it with psalms, which are prayers and, and um, hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Um, that paints a different, a very different picture from what we often see in politics. Uh, people getting angry, people um, not only disagreeing, but uh, just digging their heels in, oftentimes not being willing to listen, not being willing to um, offer uh, communicating in in with a spirit of love, with a spirit of reconciliation. Um, we often see politics, um, in fact, doing the opposite. And it's my great desire that we would be able to have those conversations here in a different way, even when we're very passionate about the issues. And I think we should be passionate about the issues, uh, but... We have to learn to do it a different way. Um, I believe that doing it differently is what's going to attract other people to get involved where they've been afraid or intimidated to get involved before. I believe that's one of the things that will help us reach more people is when we can actually have reasonable conversations um, about the issues we feel so passionate about and really hear one another and listen and uh, communicate what we believe, but in a way that honors the Lord. Uh, whatever you do, verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So I just want to take a minute to do that today. Uh, thank you, Jesus, for all of the gifts that you've given us for who you are, for your love, and for the gift of the Holy Spirit that we have. Thank you, thank you for the gift of salvation and our hope for eternity. We do win in the end. We can fight these battles from victory, from a place of knowing that we have already won the battle. And um, that is 
such a relief and a joy. So I'm just so thankful this morning. I hope you have a thankful heart this morning, even though we're going to talk about some hard things. I know who's in control. I know who my Redeemer is. I know that he holds us, the state of Missouri, our legislature, all of these policies in the palm of his hand. And um, I can trust him and you can too. So today I want to, gosh, I woke up this morning with um, a, a notification on my phone from Facebook that today is the third anniversary of my Facebook group. And that was, um, it's just kind of made me smile all morning because I had no idea who would have thought three years ago today on February the 7th, 2021, when I started a Facebook group called Right Side Moms at that time, because I couldn't imagine anybody wanting to listen to me or even talk with me about these things um, other than moms like me. And so uh, when God called me to the Capitol uh, in late January of 2021, I went and um, gosh, he just began to open incredible doors and I began to meet people people that have grown to be some of my best friends and I dearly love today. Uh, but back at that time, to three years ago today, on February 7th, I started a Facebook group called Right Side Moms because I just wondered if anybody else would want to want to know what was happening um, in, in our capital and, and what I was watching uh, and learning. I just thought maybe somebody else <laughs> felt the same way that I did. And gosh, uh, was that the case, the Facebook group grew like crazy. Um, we are almost to 6,000 people in that Facebook group. Um, as of today, I think around 5,800. And um, since then, we started the blog and uh, started a ministry and started a podcast. And we've been speaking all over the state, uh, teaching people, trying to inspire people, trying to help people understand how policy becomes law in the state of Missouri and some of the things that they can do to be involved. And um, you know, today, February 7th, 2024, gosh, I just find myself much in the same place as I was three years ago, just asking the Lord to guide me every day and um, and trying to be obedient. I have no idea. I had no idea then what would unfold to today, and I have no idea today what's going to unfold this year or next year or the next but um, it's been quite an adventure. It's so fun. It is so much fun to be a follower of the Lord and to just be on adventure with the Holy Spirit. You just never know <laughs> what's going to happen. So uh, thank you for joining me here today. Thank you for following along. If you've been here since the beginning, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you. I just couldn't even tell you how much I appreciate you. It's been a joy and an honor to get to know you and to uh, participate with you these last three years. And I'm really excited about what God's doing. I, you know, we're hosting worship at the Capitol in the Rotunda tomorrow. I love that. I love to have people here. I love for you to come to the Capitol. I'd love to meet you here, show you around, be your host, uh, you know, talk to you, show you all the things if you haven't been here in a while, or maybe if you haven't been here ever, I've met so many people who haven't been to the Capitol at all. And uh, they come and they see and their intimidation level, um, you know, goes, goes away. And they realize that, hey, I can do this. And um, it's just a blessing and an honor to, to know you, to pray with you, and um, to grow in, in fellowship. So 
thank you, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. And especially to those of you who've been here with me for a while. Um, so we will just keep on going and see what God does from here. It's an, it's an exciting place to be. Yesterday in the Capitol, I wasn't there because I was sick and um, I missed a big event and I'm just heart sick about it. I wish I could have been there. The Israeli Consulate General was here uh, yesterday because last year, Senator Bill Eigel filed a resolution that would um, honor and acknowledge Jerusalem as the capital of the country of Israel. And um, that passed through the Senate last year, but it did not pass through the House. Dean Plucker wouldn't let it go. There was a little personal thing happening with he and he and Eigel. Um, and what do you know, this year that Dean is running for office, he's chosen to take up the resolution, which I'm thankful for. If it takes uh, running for office to make things happen, I'll, I'll take that. Um, so Dean Plucker decided to take up the Israeli resolution this year. And not only that, I think he made a trip over to Israel with uh, Governor Parson and he invited, they invited the consulate general, which is basically the ambassador uh, here yesterday to give a speech. And then they heard that resolution in a Senate hearing yesterday. Uh, so there were great strides taken yesterday in order um, to move that resolution forward. And I really wish I could have seen him in person. I did watch online. But um, we did have some excitement. There were some pro-Palestinian um, protesters in the House Gallery. They got a little bit rowdy, had to be removed. I think they got tickets. Maybe one or two of them got arrested. And um, then later on in the afternoon, that was in the morning, later on in the afternoon, they moved their protest outside the building. And there was an event downtown on High Street um, with the Consulate General and, um, you know, the protesters moved over there. So anyway, it was not a huge group of protesters, but, um, you know, it, we don't typically have uh, that here in Jefferson City. And definitely they're not local. I don't know where they drove in from. I would assume probably Columbia. But um, I'm thrilled that that resolution is moving forward. Senator Eigel is handling it in the Senate. I believe Plocker will be handling it in the House. And I think we will see it pass. So I think it's a great, um, just a show of solidarity with Israel um, that the state of Missouri is doing, is taking. So I'm happy about that and wish that I could have been at the Capitol yesterday to see it in person. Because, actually, I'm not sure if it was because of the protesters. The Senate did have session. Um, so they started around 10 o'clock yesterday morning, but then they moved over to that joint session in the House. Then there was all the protesting stuff happening. And um, after that was finished, they went uh, back to work. They were doing committee work. There were several committee hearings yesterday, lots of work getting done um, in that way. But they never went back to the Senate floor yesterday afternoon. So... Uh, we didn't really, we didn't see anything happen as far as legislation uh, passing through the Senate. Um, and just, you know, just kind of make note of that, that they really haven't done anything this week so far significant. They haven't taken up any, they don't usually take up significant things on Mondays. Um, but then Tuesdays and Wednesdays are kind of their busy days, their heavy days. And then Wednesdays they have another light day because they try to get out early um, so really, they're only just doing pretty hefty work 
um, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And when they don't take advantage of the time that they actually have, um, you know, on the Senate floor, uh, things, you know, it's just uh, difficult to get things moved forward. And I just think it's interesting that oftentimes, you know, when we see conservatives filibustering, they get blamed for a lot of time wasted and a lot of things being hung up and not moving forward. But then also, um, it's really strange. They adjourn early on a lot of days and waste time that way. Some days they don't go back into session in the afternoons. So just generally speaking, there's a lot of time um, being what I would say could be used more efficiently. And it's really easy to blame point fingers at one group of people who tend to be the ones pushing back um, and blame them for things being all slow and not getting done. And that's just not always the case. Um, so we didn't really see anything on the Senate floor yesterday. I'm hoping that today they'll bring up the IP, uh, the Constitution Ratification Reform Bill. Um, I'm not positive about that because I think we also have another joint session this morning that has something to do with the judiciary. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what they accomplish today, if anything. Um, again, there are a lot of hearings happening today, so I'll be over there um, kind of checking some of those out. But um, yesterday I brought up the, the blog that I did, I think yesterday or the day before, I posted a video presentation that we did throughout the interim that kind of recapped the 2023 session, um, gave some just overview of our legislature, how it's functioning, some of the problems with it, some of the problems with the way they're passing legislation, and the votes, what the final votes look like. And so you'll see if you watch that presentation, I actually showed a photo of the final votes for every bill that was passed in the 2023 session. And you would see that 80% of the time, all of them voted together, Democrats and the Republicans. And uh, what this means is they're putting a lot of lobbyist sludge in those bills so that everybody can vote yes. And I think that's a huge problem. I think it's one of the main problems we have here in the state of Missouri. And it's one of the main problems why we don't see big Republican things happening, even though we have a super majority. So if you want to go back and, and um, kind of get an overview of 2023, uh, take a look at that video presentation. I did send the manuscript off to the publisher yesterday. I'm hoping that we have um, a book that's available to be purchased probably on, well, it'll be on Amazon um, here in the next little bit. So I'm excited about that. That'll give you even more details about this session in 2023, the legislation they passed that has actually become law and the votes they took. So, um, but I like to talk about that because we need to reference it and frame it up with what's happening right now. What happened in 2023 can't be undone unless we start repealing different things. But, you know, that brings us to, okay, this is a problem, how they're doing it and and what difference can we make right now? And what are they trying to do right now? And the truth is they're doing a lot of things that I don't prefer. They are one of the big things that's happening that we think is the most critical. Nobody's talking about it. It's all staying kind of hush hush under the radar, but we need to start talking about it. You need to start being educated about it because I think it is important. And I think in the future, it could be either it could be devastating 
Um, and this is a bill. There's a couple of bills. Uh, one of them filed by Senator Jason Bean, another in the House. And I, I, I believe I know who filed it, but I need to. I've been focusing on that Senate bill, so I'm not going to say names if, in case I would be wrong. But um, this is a water bill. It has to do with water. Now, if you watch my video presentation on the blog, you're going to see that one of the things I ask you to remember, one of the most important things you can remember, is that the United Nations and the World Economic Forum, through their initiatives, are hoping to gain control of all of our natural resources and even human activity. And I know that sounds kind of out there. It sounds conspiracy theorist-ish, um, but this is what I believe is happening. We have a group of elites in the United Nations and the World Economic Forum who believe they have the answers to saving the world, controlling the world, um, telling us what to do while they fly all of their planes into Davos and take all of their fancy vacations and, and live the life that they're living. Um, yet they want to control um, how we use energy, how we use water, how we travel, um, all of those details. They want to control how many cattle we have on our land because of the emissions and whatever. So the way that they will that they will control all of our natural resources, so they need to have control of that and human activity is by inventorying and monitoring um, those assets, those uh, natural resources, and the human assets. So inventorying and monitoring. They have to know how much they have and they have to know what's going on with it in order to be able to control it. And they're going to do that. Uh, through gathering data. So anytime you see them gathering data, you need to pay attention. Anything that's happening with our natural resources, you need to really pay attention. Is this a way they can monitor, um, inventory, control? If it is, it's it's all of these little pieces of the pie are feeding into this globalist agenda. And um, right now we have a couple of bills in our state legislature that deals with our water. And, you know... One of the things that I, I think you have to pray and use discernment about is that they will sell, the office holders, the politicians will sell you their legislation, right? They want it to pass, okay? They want it to pass sometimes for different reasons. Sometimes they actually believe in it. Sometimes they're getting some really nice campaign donations. Sometimes they don't even know exactly what's in it. They're just being told something by a lobby firm and and they're being sold they are being sold and maybe they don't even understand all of the implications but then they start to sell this policy so just remember that when the politicians are selling their policy you need to be praying and using discernment praying that the lord would give you wisdom and insight and vision as to what this policy actually means not only for today but as it would uh, um, affect our future. So Senator Bean has a bill um, that would change the way we deal with water. Now, currently in the state of Missouri, your rights in regard to water is that if you have water on your property, and we're talking about water that isn't federally... Um, 
oh, what's the word? You know, like protected, federally protected. Okay. So we're talking about your wells. Let's just, let's just think of that. That's easy, right? So many of us are um, living in rural areas and we have wells. We've drilled a well on our property and for water, and we're pumping that water up to use in our homes, on our farms, whatever, whatever our use, you know, whatever we have use for the water would be. And we have a right to use that water. When we buy a piece of property, we're actually buying that property all the way down um, to, if you went all the way down, I guess it would be all the way to the core of the earth. And then all the way up, you even um, have control of your airspace to some degree over your, over your property. So when you buy a piece of land, it's not just the surface that you're buying uh, where your home is or where your cattle are, but it's um, the depths of that property and also straight up. So um, you have rights when you buy that property to drill down to use the water that's there. You don't have to get a permit. You don't have to do anything. It's your property and you have the rights to use it. Now in the state of Missouri, and all states are different, but in the state of Missouri, your water rights, um, you have the right to do whatever you want with that water until it affects someone else. So if you were to pump out, I don't know how many gallons it would take or what this would exactly look like, but if you were to, to take it, and ju a just crazy amount of water um, out of the ground and it actually shifted the water table and your neighbor or someone even fairly far away who owns another piece of land, if their water table suffered, let's say they were not able, it, it changed the quality of their water. What you were doing on your property changed um, somebody else's water. Maybe they couldn't get as much. Maybe it was you know, muddy. Well, I don't know where y'all are at, but I grew up in the southern part of the state and, you know, when it rained, our water would get all red and muddy because there was so much clay in the ground. So maybe it, was some, maybe it would be something like that where you would do something to some degree on your piece of property regarding the water that you would actually affect the water quality of someone else. You don't have a right to do that. So your rights to the water and doing what you want with the water, you have a right to do whatever you want until you affect somebody else's rights. Your rights end where somebody else's rights begin regarding water in the state of Missouri. So you can do whatever you want on your property with your water as long as it doesn't affect me and my water on my property. But once you start affecting me, then currently I have the ability to bring suit against you. If you're doing something that's changing my water, then I have the ability to bring suit against you in the state of Missouri. So we like it that way. Um, we want for you to have control of what happens on your property, but not, to not so far as it harms someone else. We also want people who may have been harmed to be able to bring suit um, against the person who would have harmed them. Because if you can't do that, then what rights do you actually have? If I say you have rights, but then I don't give you any way to address your grievances, then you actually really don't have rights. If we can't 
uphold the rights in our court system, we don't, they cease to exist. That's how we fight for our rights in America is through the judicial system. So when you take away someone's right to sue, you're taking away their ability to defend their rights. So we want to be careful about doing that. So Senator Bean's bill would um, would make it illegal for you to export water. Let's say, let's just make this worst case scenario. And I know that this is, you know, this is a little bit far out there. Probably much more likely to export it to another state because we have states within the United States and we have efforts actually, um, we have efforts on a national level to put in a national water pipeline. Uh, we can talk about that later. It's a bigger subject than today, but there are things happening in regard to the water across the nation because we have states who are in a drought who are suffering water shortages. In Missouri, we do not have a water shortage right now. And um, we want to keep it that way. So Senator Bean's bill would make it so that it would actually not be lawful. You would not be able to export your water, let's say, to China. Let's just take it way to the extreme. Let's say that China needs water and um, we wouldn't be able to export to China. Actually, China owns a lot of agricultural land here in Missouri. So this isn't really too far out of the picture that they would, um, you know, that they would drill for water and want to ship it back home. But so it would make it illegal for, for you to export water. And that part sounds really good. We don't want to be exporting water and supplying, you know, gosh, you don't want to be supplying other states. We don't want to be supplying other countries. We want to make sure that we have enough water first. Um, but the problem with Senator Bean's bill is that there's an exception, and this is always where the problem is. So he will sell, you know, the bill will be sold to you like, oh, we're trying to protect our water. We're trying to protect um, our natural resources, but they don't talk about the exception so much and really get down in the details with the exception. So it would be illegal to export water unless or except when the Department of Natural Resources gives you a permit. <laughs> so what this is actually doing is just regulating the export of water. It's not really outlawing it or making it illegal across the board. But what now it's doing is saying, yes, we can export water when you have a permit and you get approval from the state. And so this this is uh, the state saying, yes, I see there's a need for the water to be exported. Yes, I see that I want you to be the one to be able to export. The state's going to be picking and choosing who gets to do that, who doesn't get to do that, and what amounts they get to do that, and uh, regulating all of that around the water. And so what that means is that if you then have a neighbor or, um, you know, if some Chinese company 
owns a piece of property not too far from you or um, in a place that would affect your water table, which actually we're talking about miles and miles and miles. This is not just a real local thing. Some, you know, what you do in one place in one area could affect another whole region. So uh, this is, is not something that we like. We don't like the idea of Smithfield or some foreign uh, landowner being able to drill, uh, pump up water, get approval by the state and uh, being able to export water to wherever they want. And um, potentially it could infringe on your rights. And then you would not be able to sue Smithfield or whoever it was um, because they would have a permit. They would have permission from the state to do what they're doing. So uh, this is potentially dangerous for uh, landowners it's potentially dangerous for our water supply and our citizens. Um, and what we see is this, again, if you think back to, okay, they're inventorying, monitoring natural resources. Um, so this is an effort to reach their hand in and begin to uh, dictate who gets to do what with their water and um, control, right? So they would have control over who was able to do what with their water. And then if we have people who are, whose rights have been infringed upon in regard to their water supply, they're going to be out of luck. So we don't like this bill that's um, moving around. There is a house version and a Senate version. Um, and we think that it is, it is uh, feeding now, you know, does Senator Bean have some connection to the UN and the World Economic Forum? I don't think so. I'm not saying that. I don't know that he doesn't, but I'm not making accusations that that's his personal agenda. But this policy um, could be a problem. And so we need to address some of the potential problems or just be done with it altogether. And we'll be talking more and more about this. It is important, I think. Um, there are a lot of other things that are also important that they're moving around the legislature this session. There's a whole lot of child care tax credits going on. We don't like those. We don't want any more government control of our children. Desi doesn't need to be controlling any more of our children. They control too much and they definitely don't need to be controlling um, our babies and toddlers and preschoolers. They need to back out of what they already have control over, not gain more control. So we are definitely against the child care tax credits. Um, and let's see, gosh, I have a whole list and it's just too much for one podcast, but, uh, definitely be praying into and over our water supply here in the state of Missouri. There are policies, uh, being created that could affect that. So you definitely need to be praying over that. Pray for discernment and wisdom. I'll put in some links on the blog and um, I'm going to get headed over to the Capitol. I'd like to be there by the time session starts at 10. So you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for being here. If you want to join me on that Facebook group that is now three years old, I'd love to have you in there. It's Missouri Freedom Foundation. Be sure that you at least answer one or two of the questions um, so that I can approve you and let you in. I try to keep that as, as safe of a place as possible. Um, so be sure you answer a couple of the questions so I can let you in. And uh, yeah, 
Thanks for being here. You guys have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you found it beneficial and valuable. I'd really encourage you in the next few days to pick up your Bible and grab the practical tools you need to arise and build. Don't forget to subscribe and check out the blog at jodygrace.com. I'll see you soon.